All right, let's go on the podcast. It's um, it's two o'clock. It's Tuesday, September 29th. Alex. Yes. It's good that we're going a little bit earlier than expected. This way I can get I get the Andre stuff taken care of and people will have a better chance. We won't go real long here. You're, are you not busy at work? Oh, I'm always busy at work. I don't want to take you away from your duties. Oh God, Eric, I would never admit that I'm not busy at work. I can't say that. <laughs> so my answer is I'm always busy at work. But then they can tune in. So you're so busy that you Whatever. I'm glad you're here. But this will actually delight you. And this will, and you know what? I'll say, because there's no name for this anymore. So I'll just go with the name of the Facebook page. It's Eric Chase and the Fam, the podcast presented by Q105 and more. That's that, right. That I am the fam. The fam. One uh, of. The, yes. One of. Vinny, I have to introduce you to Vinny. You don't know Vinny yet. Vinny suggested that uh, I should Photoshop a Puff Daddy in the fam uh, thing of all of us. <laughs> you should. I told you we need pictures. I feel like we've done this. People don't really know who I am. <laughs> and I talk about Thomas a lot. And maybe people want to put a face to a name. I'm, I, Do I, a vote. We can get to that. Um, I, I will talk to my, uh, I'll talk to my 8-bit friend again. We can do something. Uh, oh yeah. The, the tough part is like if we were going to all get together and do pictures, we can't all get together. So I mean besides this Saturday, I'm not saying like professional pictures. I mean just like, you know, a snapshot. Um yes, I will stay on it. I apologize. Uh but the good thing about us rolling a little bit early here is mm-hmm. we can uh we can throw a couple of thoughts out uh how we will each approach watching the shit show that will be tonight because you can't not watch it. I'm excited and nervous and, um, yeah, uh, not prepared at all, if I, you can even be prepared. Right. I, well, I'm going to try to help prepare you and anybody else. But first, okay. um, I, a couple hours ago, posted a, a screenshot of yesterday's podcast. And by the way, um, I've heard back now from both uh, Officer Bates and Sergeant Curgeon and because uh, I apologized if if the scope of our questions went wider than we expected, or we, oh, we, um, and they were like totally fine. Everything you asked was 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 inbound. So, um, oh, good. And I get, I guess I think I just felt bad because we weren't, we were all the four of us were, were in four different places, so it was kind of hard to read the room. And um, I don't want them to feel like they they walked into some kind of uh, trap. So, but they, no, they, I don't think so. I think you did a good job. Well, thank you. You did as well. Um, no. I wasn't on my, I, I, there's once or twice a week where I'm not on my A game today. I'll be on my A game, but I posted that screenshot and, um, you know, I, I, we said there are not inner city youth leaving start or Bowser where else Scott, no start, start leaving Scott and tuning on the Eric chase and the fam podcast. Mm-hmm. So Philip's dad shared the post, and I appreciate oh, I that. Philip's dad is wired into the community who needs to know that the people we were talking about yesterday, you know? And I, I do. There is an audience, and I don't know how that we can get connected to them, but there are people who might want to make a difference in this way. This is their, this is their, the way that they're making that change, the change they want to see, but they may have some things that they have to explain away, or it may, it may not be as easy as a process as, you know, um, some white guy coming from college, from criminal justice major into the academy. (laughs) It it might not look like that, but those are going to be the people that you're going to want. And I, (laughs) ironically, um, officer, Cargin, Curgeon, Officer Curgeon, Sergeant Curgeon, Sergeant, oh, Sergeant Curgeon. I met him in person when he went into the academy, <laughs> but he doesn't. He doesn't know that, and that's really creepy to say. Actually, Alex, if I ever see him, I'll explain how I know him. But you know, especially with well, with the people that we both know, uh, that it's it's like two degrees of separation yeah. here so uh yeah we and that doesn't that that doesn't exclude police officers just because they're wearing the uniform and doing what they do doesn't mean that you might have slept with two people that they did or something like that <laughs> um it, it happened again last night when i was having and we'll, we'll dive right into this we'll, we'll have the discussion um i was having a conversation with a he's a friend 
he's more a very good acquaintance and someone I deeply, there's a deep mutual respect back and forth for us. He is a, a local business person and okay. we were talking about what you showed me, the, the pizza cat oh, yeah. drama. Yeah. This guy told me that he went to school. He was like a teacher of DJ Manny's. And I'm like, yep, two degrees wow. of separation. Yeah, um, exactly. But, uh, and, and this person followed up and told me that, yes, there is a um, mask up if you want to at Pizza Cat, which disappoints me, but I'm not totally surprised there as of this moment, because I just looked 10 minutes ago, and you're the first one to put it on my radar from Bridget Andrews Brewer's Facebook page. Um, 400 some comments and 200 some shares, but it's all going to come to a screeching halt tonight because the Facebook locally and everywhere will take over with the debate. And yes, uh, Pizza Cat sure. hasn't said anything. They're just staying quiet. And you know what? That's fine. And I, Because I think, I think if they need to say anything, then the, if, if that's their policy, then great. Businesses have the right to do that. People have the right to patron that business or not. So I think that this is a very simple, this is very simple, but um, where I think there might be some, where I think there could be some improvement or maybe Pizza Cat can step in and say, we didn't handle this in the best manner was apparently how that person was speaking to the the woman who was calling. I don't, I, it sounded like that the worker was pretty disrespectful, even cursing and call the police or something, call the health department or something like that. So maybe, I mean, that's not very good business practice unless you're one of those Business, those restaurants that like makes your money off of waiters disrespecting the right. staff. The, or the, I remember those places. Yeah. <laughs> what are the fuck? What the fuck you want? Yeah. Like, tell me. So maybe that um, that is where they could probably uh, address something at, at all. But if that's just if their practice is mask if you want to, mask if you don't want to, and this is the rule, fine. Cool. Hold on. Then what? Well, isn't there a state order from the governor saying if you work, if you're a restaurant, you have to enforce, like your employees have to do this? I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend like I know because I didn't necessarily fall for the trap, but I also didn't do my research. I saw a bunch of people making a comment that pizza places were like um, not subject to those rules because it gets so hot in those places. I just texted so. uh, Maj. She's pretty responsive. I'll ask her because she's with the Is Maj... Is Ma, does Maj make that connection that I am the person she's been emailing? <laughs> yes. Or, oh, she does? Okay. Yeah, because you're, <laughs> you're going to speak for a panel of hers on Thursday. I am. Yes, she's very, you have never met before, right? No, we've never met, no. Yeah, she's very excited to meet you. Don't let me down, because she said she had a great coffee date with Jen Wakefield, so don't fuck this up. Oh, she did? Yeah. I didn't get a damn coffee date. Uh, hey, I just connect the people. What you guys do on your own time is up to you. Mm. Um, hold on one second. I'll voice to text this. Okay. We're recording the podcast and we want to know if pizza places have to have their employees wear masks. Thank you. Breaking news. You heard it here first when we find out. There you go. Uh, yeah, that was the only thing that jumped out to me. And I'm disappointed because I like Matt a lot. And I messaged Christina last night because I know Matt isn't really a social media dude, but I know his girlfriend Christina is. In fact, she told me they, they just moved to Detroit. Um, good good for them. Good luck to them. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm disappointed. And the way this will all shake out is because I, I saw it last night. There are plenty of people that are never going to go back there. And there yep. are plenty of people who are going to go, fuck yeah, I'm going to go there now. Yeah, so. there's plenty of people. I mean, people still go to Chick-fil-A. Like, <laughs> they not you know wear masks? Oh, no, I mean, LGBT yeah, things? yeah, 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 yeah. I think that it'll, I think it's agreed, like, it's kind of disappointing, but, like, as I have the right to either go or not go. Luckily, right. I'm not a huge fan of the taste of their pizza, so I tried it once, didn't try it again. I, uh, she meant, yes, everyone has to wear masks. They don't have to wear gloves when prepping pizza, though. Hmm. You about pizza cat. Um, uh, th this has been tough for me in a couple of spots because mm -hmm. Mama Mary's, Mm -hmm. um, the, the guys there, they're, they're very pro Trump. And, and actually you might know one of the people that I had to kind of, do you know, Frankie Hornick? Possibly, possibly not. He has, yeah, he, he is very pro Trump and has put himself in a lot of discussions. And so there, they, but you know what? Mm -hmm. Pete is really good. So. <laughs> it's like how I, I can rationalize. I realize that there are small Asian children getting paid pennies to put put together my really my really expensive sneakers. There are just some things I can compartmentalize. 
I mean, I agree. It's not, it is not as big of a deal to me as the 250 comments that I saw yesterday referring to Pizza Cat. I'm just like, uh, fine you know what i mean but come on you guys like are we bored <laughs> right well it was at night and um it was it was interesting to see not it was funny i messaged christina she, i said hey and i never messaged her she's like i know what you're i know what post you're talk, you talk you want to talk about i was like i just wanted to make sure that you and matt are in and they're just gonna let it alone and and that's one way you can handle it and i said to her and i'll tell this to anybody um the good it's awful when you get dragged through things like this mm-hmm. in many cases deservedly so like if I ever did something or said something and it was taken out of context I got you got to remind me in 48 hours something else will set people off and mm-hmm. it'll be gone yeah I agree and, and I said it when we talked about it yesterday I said I doubt he's gonna lose his cult-like following of of people who just adore pizza cat he'll probably lose a couple but not nearly enough to I think affect the bottom line of his business sure and um, especially with, you know, all the other features, all the other things he does for community organizations, I think that um, I would consider Pizza Cat to be an overall good place. So I like may not agree with this practice, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's not going to make me write them off. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I really like their pizza. In fact, the only reason I haven't I haven't brought a Pizza Cat or ordered there for like months and months is because they are... So they were on Deliver Toledo, or I don't think any of the apps that I use regularly, they were on Deliver mm-hmm. Toledo. That's why I initially mm-hmm. downloaded Deliver Toledo a couple of years ago, because mm-hmm. they work with them. That was downtown. Deliver Toledo, where I live now, they don't take Pizza Cat there. Like, I'm in this weird spot where I can't get Pizza oh, Cat yeah. delivered to me. But I, I love Matt's zany creations of all the foods. I, he, like, a, a place would literally have to put puppies in infernos and then right. spread their <laughs> and meat grinders yeah, yes yeah then, do, you want, do you want pepperoni it's made out of real <laughs> that's why I, I mean, have to go eh, i don't think so personally pizza cat gave me some pretty vile acid reflux after that so i didn't go <laughs> that's back on you. <laughs> you know what i mean i know my limits i'm more of a gino's girl so right. that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> there was another pizza place there's another food place where I have to put aside some morals. I have to do some compartmentalizing, but it escapes me what it is right now. So let's uh, let's go to let's go to tonight. Um, since we're early enough, mm-hmm. I no no one's mind is going to change. And then I think that there nope. are still independent, undecided voters, and I don't know what they're waiting for because obviously one of these people is extremely polarizing, and you will be voting for him or against him, and you don't care who the mm-hmm. opponent is. So I'd like to see who these undecideds are, but I encourage everyone, like, don't parse things apart. Don't don't say, how none of this, how can you vote for this person? We've done this already for years. So just sit back and enjoy the entertainment and the theater of it. I agree. It, I mean, we're a little over a month out we're not going to change any minds it's not going to be what happened in 2016 when you know and i'm referring to the um new york times releasing trump's tax information this is not what happened with um comey and hillary clinton in those emails it's not going to be the same thing (coughs) excuse me it you know people oh jesus (coughs) something in my throat um (laughs) <laughs> sorry i'm dying it's trump trump did it caught my tongue <clears throat> it's not gonna be um the same kind of thing i mean people who are there's there's probably rarely anybody on the fence can you take this over for a second i'm gonna go get some yeah, water Yeah, go get some water take it over i'll um, be right back for all the tax things and i i've said i <laughs> thought this <laughs> i'm taking her off for a second i've thought this for, uh, for for years now, ever since people have wanted to see his tax returns and they they claim that he's not as rich as he says he is. I don't care. There are other demeaning parts of his character that I could say he's not. Pre- he doesn't deserve to be president because of X, Y, and Z, not because he's lying about his money. Um, I didn't care necessarily. I don't have the, the moral issue that he only paid X amount of taxes when he was in the audience. He's just taking advantage of of, um, tax loopholes, like many people of many different incomes do if they're able. Um, My biggest issue, and I don't even know if if it's that damning, is the legality of a lot of his business ventures being improved 
<coughs> you back? <laughs> yep. You sure? <laughs> yep, play it down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it sounds down. like we're on the same page. I don't care about any of the tax shit or if he lied about, you know, how much he's worth or he's not worth. Or he, he had a lot of failing businesses. Some he failed for tax loophole purposes. But my biggest problem was whether or not it was legal for him to have the have his name entangled in these businesses as they continued to be sure. private businesses sure. while he was in the White House. And the $70,000 worth of haircuts is problematic. But... Um, it, it, the issue with Trump and his taxes isn't the way that he did his taxes. It's the tax law. Like it's the yeah. it's the loopholes that allowed him to only pay seven hundred and fifty dollars. And that's where Americans. That's where we need to be having an issue. And that's where we need to be directing our efforts when yep. we are looking to who we're voting. Now, Joe Biden. My personal opinion on Joe Biden is he better not come out of the gate talking about this tax issue and look at what he's doing and it's immoral and all of these things because again he's doing it legally what joe biden needs to be doing and saying is can you imagine how our economy would look if people like donald trump paid the same amount of tax that you paid can you imagine if that top three percent or who you know those jeff bezos those large corporations that are finding a way out of their taxes can you imagine what our economy would look like if they also paid their fair share. Now you're paying, you know, my they take about $15,000 with the taxes out of my, you know, yearly, which is not great, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so for somebody like me, I'm extremely frustrated. You know, somebody like Thomas, he's extremely frustrated. So when this comes out, I can't be mad at Trump. He's doing, you know what I mean? We, it, we, we might do it too. Like, like I say, uh, like I said before with, People who rise from, you know, working class all the way to CEO and they say or, or they look at CEOs and go, I would never treat people like that. Well, you don't know that you might take advantage of the same tax loopholes if somehow you all of a sudden you, or if you win the lottery and they're like, uh -huh. you're taking 48 percent of what you told me I won. Yup. Welcome uh -huh. to uh, welcome to tax percentages in America. It's a mess and it, it absolutely needs to be looked at and it needs to be adjusted um, because I do think that there's and maybe this is that moment. Maybe this is that moment where people are seeing it and, you know, they're not necessarily writing Trump off. But that is a reasonable discussion of what would what would our economy look like if people if they there wasn't a way to get out of paying your fair share of taxes and it was equal and fair. Here's and, what I would here's what just. I would counter. And this is what we discussed before it. These things are never singular issues. They're like eight-armed octopuses tied together with right. eight other octopuses. They're all like, okay, I know Jeff Bezos and Amazon, like they don't pay taxes or anything like that. Um, it's because they're expected to give back into the community with creating jobs and good wages mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And if there is a billionaire out there who is who paid $750, but they put X amount back into the community and, and I can look down that chart and go, okay, now I see why you are you you don't have to pay taxes. Or like with churches, they don't have to pay taxes because of the, the holistic good they do for the community. I'd like to see that stuff, but to go through data and paperwork like that would take decades and hours and hours of, of research. It can be done, but that's the expectation of why these people are allowed to have some of these tax loopholes, that you are giving your money back into the community. And that's where, you know, unrestrained capitalism has come into play in the last 30 or 40 years. Mm -hmm. So many people have not been so, uh, so magnanimous. Yeah, but I do think that I agree that it, it I mean, there's layers and layers and it would take ages and professionals and dedicated amount of time and an intentional amount of time to ad address it. But I do think it's about time we address it. Like it just is, you know, it, put it on the list. <laughs> put it on, yeah. Yeah. You know, I suppose, but that's, so tonight that's what I'm looking for. I mean, I want, if Joe, he has to address this, this issue because the New York times is releasing this, these things, all those, all of the books that are coming out, there's Woodward's interview with Trump didn't come out. He did the shit in March. It didn't come out until now. Um, the New York times, everything is going to be coming out, um, released related to the Trump campaign and something they, again, another thing that they did, you know, immorally, not necessarily illegally, um, you know, another issue that they had it doesn't make a damn difference the people that are going to vote for him are still going to vote for him yeah. they'll probably want to vote more for him yep. than before 
Um, and it's not going to be like Hillary Clinton in 2016, where you had people on the fence just looking for a reason not to vote for her. And that because that's exactly what I feel like happened when Comey came out and said, um, while her emails weren't illegal um, and there's no criminal intent here, they were messy and sloppy. What for what purpose was that? You know, you've reframed this for me. And and, and I'm, I, again, I just want to watch it for entertainment value. Not necessarily strategically, but you've got me thinking that way now. And I guess if I'm in Joe Biden's camp, it's how do I get that that truly undecided person? And and I guess as I think through this real quickly, it's <laughs> I paint a picture of all the presidents of, of the past on both sides. <laughs> Reagan, Carter, um, Obama, all of them in, in recent history and yeah. go, these people... While you might not agree with what they did as far as their politics, they were all decent human beings and, and they didn't disrespect the office. This fuckface over here disrespects yeah. the office and has no decorum. He cannot no. continue to be president. And, and that hopefully that sways some of the undecideds because if you attack any of his policies he makes up or what mm-hmm. he says he's doing, like you're arguing with a horse. There's no reality there, but you can go, this person is a monster and he doesn't deserve to sit there. I mean, and that speaks to my next thought um, about this evening, which I'm actually kind of worried about. I was talking to my coworker, Jordan, about this and I said, you know, I, I don't know why my emotions are tied to this. I still remember how I felt when I found out he was the president. I remember that that day, how somber I was and legitimately sad. You know, because this is like my this is my Super Bowl, like politics are my thing. (laughs) I love current events. So this is like my Super Bowl, this kind of election years and things like that. And so I remember how I felt and I I don't like I'm I don't know why I can't. Maybe somebody else can. And I'm the mental health professional in the room. Maybe somebody else can tell me why I feel this way. But this evening, if I hear him call Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe on stage if i hear anyone because rudy giuliani um did an interview with fox and friends yesterday or a couple days ago and even they were like okay this is enough and they're just a propaganda machine he went on and he said joe biden has full-blown dementia (laughs) that's a very delicate subject for me because my dad passed from dementia if he gets up there and talks about joe biden in that way i don't know if i can stomach it because you're on national television degrading the office like do, you're just bringing it so low that it's I don't I don't know if I'll be able to continue to watch the insults. <laughs> Joe Biden isn't a perfect person, but I don't get, you know, where other people are like, he's a creep. He's this. He's that. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. And so it's I, I, I'm like my emotions are tied to it in a way where I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to sit through this, sit through this elementary middle school style um bullying session you know where joe i hopefully joe has unless joe packs some punches then i'll watch because i feel like he has the right to do it and and trump's got some shit coming to him but and then at that point it's gonna be like pay-per-view entertainment for me but (laughs) maybe it'll it'll be the uh i am iron man moment where he where tony has pulled the glove off thanos without him knowing and Joe has this uppercut that we weren't expecting. I oh, I don't expect, although somebody had a weird theory today or, or a proposal that Biden will cancel the debate or the debate will be called off because he will come down with uh, p- possibly a COVID contact and it won't happen. I doubt it. No, it's definitely going to happen and it needs to happen. I mean, it Joe, though, it's so sad. I think, I think it well, that's because Joe's not a skilled debater. So it's like you're, you know, Joe Biden and his inability to debate well and President Trump's, you know, middle school style tactics, you know, are not, they don't mesh well together, but it, I do still think that it needs to happen well, because should- the, otherwise then we have stooped as a, as together as a whole, we have stooped pretty low that we can't even have a presidential debate because they're incompetent. <laughs> well, not incompetent, but, but one person is, is literally the living embodiment of a troll. Who, oh, absolutely. And, and that's why I would say, I'm not going to debate. I, I'm not going to debate that. Um, in the same way that, you know, you can't punch down mm-hmm. when you're in our position. Like, we lose things and we argue with people who don't have, when people have pictures of flags or 
anything else on the internet but themselves. Like we lose when we punch down with those people because they're mm-hmm. they're in the sewers, and mm-hmm. when they punch up, they pull us down, and we get dirty. And that's how I see tonight and him. That's why I, if I were Biden, I would say I, I'm not going to debate with him because he's all he's going to do is yell wild accusations. You know, or Biden can or Biden can really just anytime that happens, Biden just stops. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to do this with you. This is a respected piece of the presidential election and I'm going to give it the respect it deserves and not honor that response. You should, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, if he, if he takes that stance, I'd be really proud to see that as well. Yeah. Cause I think that there's the adult in the room. You guys, there he is right there. When Trump is speaking, like I always remember when he was here and Lee Conklin did a thing with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I just see him doing like a one-on-one interview, not the Axios thing, but when a reporter pulls him aside and he's got, I'm like, I want this guy. Like, take his phone away, and I'll deal with this. Like, we're all we're always going to disagree about certain politics, but it's the incendiary childish bullshit that I want out of the office. Um, yeah. Let me sw- let me sw- switch gears here. Um, two two last things. You and I both watched. Uh, speaking of Lee Conklin, uh, with what is it, Conklin and Company had uh, both uh, council people <laughs> running for the open seat, which was Sandy Spangs, mm-hmm. but uh, Katie. Uh, Bevish Moline, I think I pronounced her name right. Yeah. I just call her the Facebook ad lady because. Do you see her ads all over the place? I have seen her ads, and I didn't yeah. know um, I didn't know what they were. Yeah, they were. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I had known that she was put on council when Sandy Spang vacated her seat so that she could be on the mayor's business development committee. Mm-hmm. Candy's a Democrat. Believe she lives in Old Orchard. She's part of the Sam Meldon crew, I think. But I've mm-hmm. seen a ton of her ads, and I told her that just to let her know that her re- investment was working. Um, and I, I didn't. I thought. Um, <clears throat> Tony Dia, Officer Dia's dad, was running for one of those vacant seats, but he's running for Katie's seat. She's a Democrat. He's running as a Republican. And um, to jump to the end of this discussion, I think he's going to get throttled because mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of his marketing, and she's got it everywhere, and that's usually what wins. But your thoughts on their time with uh, with Lee? I mean, Katie, Katie is a career professional, yeah, and so her being able to do something like this especially when she said that it's it's within her family i think her father-in-law and then her own father and mother were dedicated to toledo toledo public schools and the toledo community so this i mean and she's a cpa so she's just groomed i feel like for something like this she's she is she is that she takes on that role and you know talking about issue three and four and you know where she would lie where she would align with those things and the importance of that. I mean, she she identified it was for public safety and improvement of the city and for the city parks and things like that. So she hit, she checked all the boxes. She's that, this is really funny, I feel like, because she is that career professional and Tony Dia is that businessman. I mean, it's like, it's like on a macro level we're seeing that and now on a micro level we're seeing yep. it and within our own community. So I found it to be fascinating. I squirt, I was a little... I cringed at Tony Dia a little bit. I love the place. And I remember when we talked about this a while ago, um, I was a little bit concerned if, if he was emotionally ready for something like this. But I do love where he's coming from. Like, I love the fact that he said Toledo has done so much for me and my family. After my son died, I want to be able to give back to the city. Um, I, I love and appreciate that. And I think that it's um, a really meaningful way um to fill that seat without a question but you know the businessman approach i feel like is going to be problematic especially when he said this city needs to be run like a business so where do the community members fit in that where does empathy fit in that because when you're running a business you're thinking about your bottom line you're thinking about you know what i mean you're thinking about making money all of those things i don't it i don't necessarily think that that's the best approach and you could really tell like how uncomfortable he was which again i kind of appreciate because he's not that career professional but he was also not prepared because he was not informed on some things and so it was like well what do you think about taxing and he's like well i don't really know a lot about the city tax and what it goes to i just know i don't want more taxes that's legitimately what he said and you know what that speaks to to a lot of people and, and you said it perfectly we got the micro the macro which we already talked about and then here on the local level it's 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 micro situation um my only thing do you you remember, or we, I think we, whether or not we talked about this or not, um, you know what Lee was asking with his businesses, right? So that's the part that made me cringe when he had to talk about those titty tassels. Like, <laughs> did you hear that part? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah him explaining, yeah, I bet he never expected to hear about 
the tassels. Of tassels and how they needed to be placed. So he was like, are they tassels on your curtains? You know, it, it's interesting to me because I, I do, I mean, the city, the world, the plant, like it is a, it needs to be run like a business and it would be interesting. I guess I was thinking it would be great if we could get them both on council mm-hmm. um, because you want the, the manager, you want the owner of mm-hmm. the business, but you also would like to have the owner's accountant who would mm-hmm. be Katie. So when the owner thinks that they've gone over the numbers as well, you, the accountant goes, nope, you missed the line here. It'd be great to have them them both. Only obviously one can win. My thing is, why didn't Lee bring up the questionable Facebook posts? So he did, okay, this is this was the other thought that I had. Again, there was a few things that I cringed with with Tony Dia, but um, I really would not doubt his dedication to the work, which is really important. And I appreciate that he cleaned up his response about um, Toledo police and racism. He asked him and at the very end, he's like, do you believe there's systematic yeah, racism? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that Tony Dia cleaned that up a little bit. I think that that was his way of cleaning up the Facebook post stuff that was that's coming forward. Um, and he was like, yeah, absolutely. And I don't think he deflected by saying that there's racism everywhere. I think he said he he said, yes, I think there's there's racism within Toledo police and, you know, in other businesses and at the national level. So I I, pre- I appreciated that response. I liked it a lot. It, it, I was kind of dozing out of the interview and then that caught me. But to me, you can you can have that answer and still write dumb Facebook posts. Because remember, he said he wanted to run over, pro, or I want to run over protesters. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. And I, I look, he, he gets a passing grade for me and, and high me. marks. That's yeah, why, why I said if it was possible, I think it would be great to have both perspectives on on council and we've got Nick, we've got Sam, but it would be have it would be nice to have a, a little bit of a of a rougher edge, and and I say rougher edge is like not someone who is a a who has had career uh, political aspirations, and I think his perspective would be interesting, and maybe even if he loses, people will tap into him for his knowledge, um, because I I think from what I've seen of him, everything except for the Facebook posts, and like. This guy, like, he's galvanized. I might not agree with mm-hmm. his views necessarily. I might not agree that he's not up to speed on mm-hmm. the taxes. I, I I like that he admitted that. And I think his viewpoint could be important, and he could speak for a lot of people, and that's exactly what counsel is. But I am ticked that Lee didn't bring it up directly. Or yeah. if I would have told Tony, I would have said, you should probably apologize for those Facebook posts. Even if he doesn't ask, go, look, I said some things over the summertime. It was it was before what happened to my son. I was heated. We all know we can get emotional and make regrettable posts on Facebook. My bad. That is in the past. It will not be a part of me personally or professionally moving forward. I Yeah, and I... I, I'm I'm with you and that I like um, Mr. Diaz rough edges a little bit. I mean, he reminded me at the end. He's like, listen, Tony Diaz not going to lie to you like Tony. Tony Diaz is going to be honest. Like I felt like I was in a I want to say just Tony Diaz, Tony Diaz. Like I feel like I'm in a movie, <laughs> in a, in, but not in a bad way, like our presidency, like just, you know, locally, like, like I, it was a little I, fascinating. No, I get it. It, it was like a uh, like a car commercial. Tony Diaz is going to give you the deal that you want. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I liked it. If I didn't know about the Facebook post, I would be uh, terribly torn right now and I, I think I, I I think he's a really good dude I, I go I got feelings today watching that interview with Lee that I got when he was talking about his son I did and, too and you couldn't tell if you just tuned in and you didn't have a sound down you would not know that that man's son was killed in the line of duty because it, he was standing up straight he was proud of all that his son had accomplished and what he did he understood mm-hmm. the um, the dangers and mm-hmm. and that's the kind of that's the kind of human being you want to root for. So I'm I curious agree. to see how it plays out. But um, I'll vote with the party line. I don't. So th- related to Katie Moline, I didn't know who she was until uh, I haven't really paid too much attention to it. And so when I looked, um, when I watched the video, and then she talked about her connections with Epic, I knew exactly who she was. And yeah. I hate to say it, I'm not a huge fan of the org- Epic organization as a whole i do support their events and things like that um but i've had some negative experiences and i think that there wasn't a lot of effort put into like diversity and so (laughs) 100 percent let me clean that up for you epic could use some more people of color hanging out at their events one i mean i cannot tell you when my one of my best girlfriends karis who unfortunately you never got to meet she's scottish and she's living in scotland now but she was here for years and she was connected to epic and i would go to events with her 
and I would be reintroducing myself to the same people over yep. and over. But they would know Karis. They're like, oh my God, Karis, good to see you. And I'm like, okay, I get that she's the only Scottish person, but I'm also the only black person. And so there should be some sort of, I'm, I am memorable. I don't, that could me, be me just being a little bitter Betty about it, but it, it, sometimes they legitimately made me uncomfortable. I think they do wonderful things. I will still support them. But when I saw her, I said, oh, you're one of those epic girls, aren't you? They, invite, <laughs> they invited me to do a presentation a couple of years ago. And, and honestly, I think it's the best. It's the presentation I felt I did best at. But walking around that ballroom, yep. even though Ashley was with me over at, at the Renaissance, uh, yep. Bill Berry came to hang out. And, oh, and Bill. Bill was there and, and Andrea was there to, to kind of support me and, and do some clinical knowledge and, and build some experiential stuff. Um, I was like, I don't belong with these people at all. Like these people would same. not let me hang out with them and I'm the same color, but it, it's like that meme, white people for as far as you can see. It was, it did, it made me, it, it legitimately made me uncomfortable to the point where I said, I am no longer going to these events. And I did give feedback, like when there's surveys and stuff like that. So I didn't just not, speak up about it so that they could improve on that you know at a at a later date but if they, it, want, to. It, if they want to right if they want to but i will never forget it and karis has been gone for at least three years so obviously it's still something that's in my mind so when i saw that you know while i don't necessarily vote along party lines like that and um tony dia's rough edges were enticing although he's done and said some things that i don't agree with but at the same time i'm like oof. Katie. <laughs> Mr. Dia, will you uh will you get us some good titty bars back in Toledo? Cause we ain't got shit. Um, last thing. <laughs> With no tassels. <laughs> well, that's a state law, I'm just I kidding. think. I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. last thing. Have you seen the tattoo guy who got fired? No. Which one? Uh, well, there's only one that's going around the internet today. So I locally? Am, no, 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 no. This guy's oh. overseas. Oh um, no. But it, it's interesting. I'm going to send this to you quickly. But can you can you tell me what you think? Uh, my opinion is on tattoos. Um, I feel like you don't have any, but you don't judge people who have them. Um, so long as you don't have like a, a painted penis on your face. If you want to paint a penis on your face, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I've even like loosened my don't get neck tattoos, but then you're really only ruling yourself out from like, if you had a neck tattoo, would you hire somebody for like neighborhood properties? Yeah. Would you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I have, I mean, I have tattoos on my feet and hands and arms. Neck. And well, yes. And I have, in fact, okay. hired people with All right, that. Well, how about Owens Corning or stuff like that? Yes. Um, re they hire people with neck tattoos? Oh, I don't know, but yeah. they should. I, I think oh, it depends what it okay. is. So I just okay. sent the story, and and you're exactly right. Like I am, I've never wanted, just like I've never wanted to smoke a cigarette. Oh um, God! <laughs> I, have, I have never desired a tattoo in my life. In fact, there's a, if you're Jewish and you get a tattoo, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. That's <gasps> not why I haven't gotten one. But uh, so there's a guy who looks like a Marvel villain, and I believe he was a, an elementary school or a kindergarten teacher somewhere over in Europe. And he believes he lost his job because of his all his, he has tattooed pretty much head to toe. I'd say 95% of his body is tattooed. In fact, somebody was like, he missed the spot on his ribs. He also <laughs> had his eyes, the white in his eyes, cosmetically uh, died, cosmetically altered through surgery to Ugh. be black. What a so, bonehead. Well, well. I could see kids going cool or them getting used to Mr. Whoever. Um, mm -hmm. One, who the fuck hired this guy to begin with thinking that this was not going to be something. But I would also go, hey, look, um, this is not something like you could cover up. And especially for little kids, this is probably going to be a big distraction. So you can't work here. Sorry. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that was a bad call. Um, I think that I am okay with tattoos within reason. I don't even feel like a neck, a neck tattoo is, is really that big of a deal. It depends on like if it's appropriate or not. And I think that's extremely fair to say, but, um, yeah, that's, that's just outrageous. And I, you know, that's his, that's on him with that his job. I mean, obviously every job hopefully has guidelines and human resource, um, 
a handbook that you're required to follow and I'm sure it says something about dress code and physical appearance and I don't think that you're allowed to like make yourself look like Croc from um, Suicide Squad like you just can't thank you (laughs) I'm with you I don't even blame him and I feel bad for him because like, where was HR? Did nobody run this up the flagpole? Because yeah. HR shouldn't have cleared this. And, and I, I would be like, look, this is super fucking cool. I'm not a tattoo. Actually, it's kind of a, it's a put off for me. It's very eerie and creepy. But I'd go, it's cool that you did this and that you love this that much. But if you're going to teach seven year olds, I'm not even I don't even worry about the kid that whose mom complained that you're fucking scary. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a distraction. No, I, I agree. Now, he took it too far when he dyed his eyeballs yeah, that black. way. Like, if you if it was just the tattoos and your eyes, like, I would probably date you. <laughs> you know, I would probably be extremely attracted to you. But <laughs> when you dyed your eyeballs and now I can't, there is no, you've blanketed everything that is you. Like, I can't right. see your eyes. I can't tell if you're like crying or or if you're about to cry or if you you know what i mean i can't see the sparkle in your eye anymore because it's covered by tar right. like you know i'm not with it i don't i agree i think that if he's whining about that shame on him shame on him i don't think anybody's going to be on his side on that except other people who have like horns in their head now oh uh, those the, cat people the the what do they call Bo- body modification yeah Band-Aids gross me out, compound fractures freak me out, and body mods creep me out. Like when I see somebody who has an earlobe the size of my head. (laughs) I don't judge with, I mean, within, for me, it's within reason. Like it's, you know, I don't mind too many body modifications, but something of that level. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not for it. I'm not, I mean, am I judging? I'm I mean, my judgment shouldn't matter. It's just sure. like it's icky. Like in the same way that, like in Game of Thrones, when uh, when the mountain cut off the head of the horse, I didn't want to see that. I don't want to see your earlobes dangling to your nipples. Right. It just it's just not, for you. not for you. That's not for me. It's um, not for you. So we showed up. Uh, last thing, just a personal thing here. Uh, I just sat with the boys in bed today because Andre's going to the vet, and Aww, they're probably sweeties. gonna have to take some of the teeth out, which sucks. We got there early, so we were sitting in the car, and he was shaking a little bit, still curious. Um, so, I, and and I guess that's how, that's the closest I'll ever get to parents, you know, watching their kids go to school. However, you know, <laughs> it's different because he was going into surgery, and mm-hmm. I don't think your kid's going into surgery at first grade or whatever it is. So, I, I felt some emotions today. My PD boy had the same the same thing done on Sunday, and um, I get really sad and worried every time. And I actually thank God the the ladies at Banfield and Rossford are so amazing to me because I know I probably annoy the hell out of them. But you know, I I'm just Pete's afraid of people, and he will bite you. And so I'm always terrified that like he's gonna bite somebody when he was just scared, and then. You know, somebody's gonna want him to be put down or something. Well, but, used to that, I'm sure. But yeah, but it, but it's you know, I agree that it's it's it was scary. It was the first time he was gonna go under, and I was just like, oh my gosh, my poor boy. The first time I took him to the vet, he was so scared that I kind of I cried a little in the car, and then I ended up calling them an I, hour later just to find out if he was okay. We talked about this. <laughs> yeah, and Remember? I was like, I'm I'm a nut, I'm a nutty mom. Like I'm, but those are my babies. And um, Sunny went too, so we had Sunny. She had her annual appointment at the same time because we thought it could help Petey feel a little more comfortable, which it did. It did work a little bit. So, but I get it. I get your angst when it comes to that because Andre's a sweetie pie too. So when he's not barking. Well, he didn't, <laughs> I, I will never forget when I was sitting on your couch, I feel like Andre would hop down to go do things and then he would come right back to me. I'm like, okay, I'm back. Hi, he's, where's my seat? Yeah, he's not a, He's not into other people. He loves his dad. He loves people that he's familiar with, but he wants nothing to do <laughs> with large groups of things. I, I, I took him and Diddy to one of the pride nights and Andre, if his... He could have sucked his own tail from underneath mm-hmm. his, his butt and legs. It was so far underneath him. He was so afraid. Diddy, on the other hand, like put me on stage. And when yeah. I got when I got home today, and Diddy is very independent and indifferent. He is not affectionate. Um, he with Sunny. He doesn't give a shit about Andre. Like <laughs> he wasn't looking for him. He wasn't waiting by the door. He wasn't <laughs> sniffing for anything. 
same with Sunny. That's so funny. I and it just you know it is it is what it is. And Thomas and I were talking about this because we took them together. And I'm like, would you believe that there was people in my life that didn't think I was going to be a good dog mom? Like they didn't want me to get animals. They and said it to my face. Literally said, I don't think you're going to be very good at it. <laughs> you know, I don't think you'll be able to dedicate your time. And, and, and now I'm just like obsessed with my animals, and they're my. They're my children, legitimately. Yeah. And if you say otherwise, I'll punch you in the face. I almost like want to. I'm gonna punish Diddy and go. You're gonna care about your brother, no. whether you like it or not. <laughs> no, but Diddy, uh, Andre has enough people to care for him, so it's okay. Like it's natural sibling rivalry. Sunny's the same way. Like Sunny could give a shit about Pete, but Pete loves her and adores her. <laughs> it's cute in the morning. It's it's so routine. Like. We could all do it with our eyes closed. I come downstairs. Diddy, I turn, you know, lights on X, Y, and Z. Diddy stands in the middle of the living room. Mm -hmm. um, I walk to the door. I get the leash. Andre follows me into the living room because Diddy won't come to the door. And uh, Diddy's standing there. He sits down. And then Andre comes barreling in and literally crashes into Diddy. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to take him outside on the same leash like I do every other time. It's, it's so routine. That's so funny. That's so cute. Oh, our animals. Yeah. Meanwhile, Aww. if I got a kid, I would throw it into the ocean. Sunny is overweight. She needs uh, to go on a diet and exercise. Diet that girl. Yeah, I know. She does. All right. Well, we're all, we're all good. Thanks for taking some time. Oh, we're done already? We're done. What the hell? What about Demi Lovato? Ah. You know, we'll, right. just, we'll just wait till it spirals out of control. But the song is good, <laughs> and she might have sung... You know, bad things into existence. So, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then, uh, I, I, I think I will. So, at the end of this, when we're done, Megan, um, who I met through the Out of the Darkness walk, uh, she's the one that got sent to me to talk about the walk, the virtual walk, the virtual event that's oh, happening good. Saturday. And Megan was awesome. So, take a minute to listen to her. Um, she's not a meat type person because. She's got a lot going on, but she's she's good people. She uh, yeah, she was great with the interview and stuff. And that's Saturday at Promenade Park. Is it already? Has it been a year since the last one? That's right. You were there, and I introduced you to a lot of people. Ah, uh, you did. I remember freezing my tail off that morning, and then it ended I, up. It yeah, was it got cold. nice, right? It, yeah, got, it yeah, got sunny because it was mm -hmm. early in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, yeah, it's mm -hmm. been a year. It's been a year. Wow. All right, I will. Uh, I will talk to you later. And uh, if you if you need me to calm you down or tell you to turn off the damn TV tonight, I will do that. <laughs> tell me not to cry. <laughs> you know, don't cry today, Alex. <laughs> like I promise, I won't cry. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Please let me welcome in as she is uh, titled in my phone. You can or cannot give your last name if you want, but she is A F S P Megan. I told you that you're in my phone like that before, right? No, well, no. When I texted you earlier, you asked me who I was. I knew who I knew who it was. I, I knew I knew that it, that would like unsettle you. And if there's one thing I really like doing, it's unsettling someone who is slightly unstable. It's true, and I am unstable. <laughs> right, right. But th that's why you're so good at this, and that's why you're so deep into AFSP. Is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. This is my friend uh, Megan, because no one of of any note. Or you've really climbed up the uh, the importance department there with the Out of the Darkness walk, wanted to talk to me. So they sent you to talk about the walk this Saturday. That's true. Are you, uh, are you deeper into the bowels of the organization now? Because when I think we first connected a couple of years ago, you were just like important volunteer. And then I think last year when we were doing the walk, weren't you heavily involved? I am. I've gotten as... One of our chairs likes to say, I've gotten sucked in. Who's the chair? So, who, who says uh, that? So, Rachel. So, we have two co-chairs, co uh, Rachel Klotz and Peggy Myers. So, I have gotten um, sucked into that amazing group of ladies. Um, well, I'm glad that you're you're more deeply involved because for everybody who doesn't know Megan, and that's probably 99% of you, unless Dr. Andrea is listening to this podcast, um, uh, Megan and I connected a couple of years ago because you had a, a, a near, you had a an unsuccessful suicide attempt or an unsuccessful accidental suicide attempt because you are in the field of nursing, you have access to certain things that you can put in your body and end your life, and that's that's where your husband swooped in, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, we can come back to that for a moment if each of us have some time here, but I just wanted to set the stage as to how you got involved with uh, with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the Out of the Darkness Walk, which is not really a walk on Saturday. It's virtually happening. So can you spill some details about that? So it's still a walk. We are encouraging people to still um, walk on their own. Uh, what we are doing is we are having a live Facebook event that starts at 9.30 on Saturday. We have a Facebook uh, page. It's out of the darkness uh, Toledo experience. And we go live Saturday morning at 9.30. There's different uh, things that will pop up throughout the day. We actually have gone and are posting things every day this week um, from different sponsors who are doing different posts on the different colors of beads and if you're unfamiliar with what the beads are we AFSP has different color beads for different um, parts of, of losses with suicide so AFSP doesn't just represent people that deal with uh, suicide and suicidal ideation they deal a lot with survivors of suicide so people that have lost people um, that have died by suicide so the beads represent um, family members and friends that you've lost so we're doing different posts each day of um, people that have lost uh, loved ones by suicide and so they they are putting on the beads in that representation so we will again post those videos on Saturday and then we're doing a reading of the names on Saturday which is something that is um, loved on our actual walk days uh, when we have it down at Promenade Park um, we're just doing a lot of really cool things and it's able we've we struggled with how we were gonna in, um, involve all of the things that we normally do on walk day but do it virtual and I think that we were able to do a lot of those really great things um, but do it virtually so we'd love for everybody to join us um, on walk day um, except online it's a good thing if you multiply like even like a, a hundred by zero you still get zero because you deserve a raise for that that was excellent <laughs> well thanks <laughs> I'm very proud of you and uh, the names is a big thing and I remember last year we were we were all kind of looking at each other I think we were looking at each other as we were reading the names at Promenade Park on I, on I think what was a, a our second beautiful day of weather in a row for the walk it's usually one or the other sunny and beautiful and warm or dreary like some of the atmosphere at the walk but we pick each other up there that's why we're all out there and the names just kept going and going and going yeah. and I, I how long how many walks have you been to now three three okay this is a four this is like my seventh or eighth i lost track and i always say i wish we didn't have to have this or i wish there were less people to show up because that means that we're making mm -hmm. a dent in suicide and making some advances and getting people uh the help with the proper mental health resources um but it's kind of a double-edged sword as much as we are doing that and we're, we're busting that stigma really really well um we're still losing people as well but they're they're finding out about this great organization and this great event that we have um the first weekend in october every year and it's it's like i said it's good and bad and we are more than happy though uh, so somber and sullen to read those names and I'm going to guess and you can tell me I don't remember how many names were, were read last year a hundred or more but I, I will bet there will be even more names this year and it's it's terrible that we've lost those people but it's it's great that we have people coming to the walk knowing that they can look around and go that there's other people who have been through what I've been through and there's some there's some solace in that oh yeah for sure and so the first year that I went as a survivor of suicide it really brought that emotion out in me and I remember <clears throat> I called my husband from the walk and just kind of broke down and, and thanked him because I, I guess I didn't quite realize all that he went through because I was there with all of these these people that had lost loved ones and my husband could have been one of those people at that walk but you know he had stepped in and had done that for me and so it, it was just very powerful and to read those names and so the what we're doing this year since it's virtual is we asked um, our team captains and uh, other walkers to actually email us um, and if you're if you still have time you can email us at afsp.toledo at gmail.com 
a short uh, picture and a reading of your loved one's name, and it goes into a video that awesome. we're going to do instead of um, reading of the names. And so that's that's our reading of the names is this video. Um, and it's actually, we've, we've seen it, and Emily, who's one of our... Um, committee members has done an amazing job on this video it's just so overwhelming to watch this video it's just it's awesome probably i don't know 20 the 2015 walk it, it might have been my second year doing it i think we were across the way at international park it was mm -hmm. it was a dreary cold rainy day we were all bundled up and i remember rachel had given me the copy points and we read through the things and I had never been a part of anything like that. I'd been to community walks before and things for autism, cancer, you 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 name the plague. And I'd, I'd been to it, but I'd never been to anything like this because all these people, and at that time, the crowd was much smaller than it was four years later up to last year. All these people were devastated and letting all that emotion leak out. And it was very heavy for me. You know me, I'm pretty steely. So I was able to deal with it, but to experience it is unlike anything that I dealt with before. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this as long as I don't piss Rachel off so much that she doesn't let me come back. Um, and and it's, an, it's an amazing emotional moment. And tell me if you, you've felt this as well. You've got hundreds of people who have this heaviness of, of souls and, and loss on them. And then, you know, we, we got rid of the balloons for environmental purposes, but then those, the, the candles go up and it turns like that. Everybody kind of comforts one another without putting an arm around anybody, especially not this year. But it turns so quickly from, all right, there's our grief. We're going to walk now because we want to let other people know that there is some good. Well, there's very little good in situations like this, but we can all move on together. And there, there is life after a loss like this. Absolutely. And so what we actually do instead of <clears throat> balloons now is we do like streamers, um, and people get to wave their their streamers that they write the names of their loved ones on, and and um, we actually have footage of the video that or the footage of <clears throat> the waving of the streamers that we did last year, and and that will be shown on Walk Day this year on our Facebook stream, and so we just encourage you guys to watch that, and it's just. Like just sitting talking about it right now, I'm having goosebumps because it's just so awesome. It's probably my voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I like to inject my typical humor to uh, to a lot of this at the right moments. At the right moments, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I know the cues and stuff, and I, I have to I have to joke with Rachel. And you know, we haven't been able to connect for the obvious reasons. And I heard she got knocked up too, which is wild. She did. She did. She actually, uh, what did she say last night? 16 weeks, I think, last night. Good for her. So, Good for her and, and, and the new dude. I'm very excited for her. She, she told, she, when she told us, she, she said to us at a board meeting, she said, there'll be a new board member as of, I think she said, March 15th. And we all kind of sat there in silence for a couple of seconds, like, what? And then we all realized what she was talking about and we screamed. So. I, I didn't, I definitely didn't vote for approval of that. So, <laughs> um, but I'll have to joke with her when I can get around to her because over the years, I think it was, it was three years ago, like six, 16, I don't know. All the years run together now. Uh, well, we, we were still over at international. We had a food truck and I was like, rage, we've done it. And look, this has been so successful. Next year, we're going to be a two food truck walk and it didn't happen. But she did get that creepy clown guy, so there are things at this walk that you don't get at the other. And yes, he's. Don't tell me he's not creepy. Okay, he. Oh well, I can't. <laughs> he's I, wonderful. He, the kids like him, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Is <laughs> is is he going to be at Promenade Park with us? No. Okay. What do no. you remember his name? Oh no, but he may. My daughter uh, worked with him last year. And yeah, great with balloons. It's just yeah. like a. It's not. He's not very modern or contemporary. No. Um, if like you Google Ronald McDonald, nineteen sixty eight, he's <laughs> he's from out of time, but he's great at his job. And those balloon animals. No, we really do have a great walk. And um, but I will uh, miss Smash Dogs. I'm a huge Smash Dogs fan. Did we have them last year? Yeah, yeah. That's who came out last year with Smash okay. Dogs. Well, yeah, that they were a big one. Um. So, Will, are you going to be at Promenade on Friday or Saturday? I will. I will. Awesome. Well, I'll see um, you there. And, there's a whole um, crew of us that are going to be out there. 
And then Jen's going to want her hug from me, and I'll have to, and Rachel too. I'll, I'll see what kind of mood I'm in. Oh, wait, we, we can't hug. Yeah. Come on, COVID. Stay away from Eric. <laughs> you you like your social distancing. I know. I've seen your posts. Like, have... I was built for this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wash my hands, decline social invites, and stay away from people. Please, I'm going to be the last one left alive. Um, well, I'm glad you're uh, you're more involved than ever with this. Are you keeping up with what you need to do to stay in a, a good place besides your Burger King? I I am. I am. I'm doing well. Keeping up with um, everything that I need to do. Doing my my self care, which is it's it's hard, especially being so busy as a nurse with COVID. You know. Um, but I'm, I'm doing my exercise, I'm doing my eating well for the most part. Every day, you know, you have those days where you eat your feelings, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you eat right, um, exercise. And that's one of the things we actually talk about, we'll talk about on Saturday. Um, we have a, a little bit about um, self-care where we have a yoga instructor who's going to go over some yoga really really easy yoga poses which is actually one of the things that i do for good self-care so okay um did you get to the point now because this is this has been a pretty intense journey over the last handful of years for you mm -hmm. have you mm -hmm. have, well one question do you still see chris yes good he can't tell me you know why right Yes, I know. He yeah. actually, he actually uh, had coffee with you the other more, the other couple Saturdays. That ago is a and... violation of my rights. <laughs> no, we did. He's, but he, he's just, he just went out to the car and said he called me and he said he had a coffee with a friend and he says, "You know my friend." That's all he said. Yeah, he can totally tell you that because that there was no like uh, there's a therapy involved. And you know what? If you ever want to tease him, ask him why he's such a fangirl of Jan and Amid. No, is he really? He, he he really is. He really is. Does he like Janet Amid? He loves Janet Amid, and I always have to exchange hellos to them, and and every now and then I I remind one another that they should call each other. So yeah, but I I told you what, give me a good. You know what? You can give me a pat on the back on Saturday for for getting you over to him because isn't he the best? He is, and so much. Yes, yes. Yeah, he he really he is. Keeps me grounded. I do. I really. I said to him, one of the sessions, I said to him, I'm like, are you, like, do you live this zen life? Like, how do you come up with the stuff that you say to me? <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, he, he has to live this zen life. I don't understand He it. is very peaceful, and I, I think he just has a good facade. He keeps... He keep. I mean, he has to. It's it's his job. If you go to like a, a therapist who's a little broken down, uh, that's not going to instill any confidence in you. I, right. I, my dad went to a, to a physical the other day, uh, and he hadn't seen this doctor in a year, and she started bitching about politics. And my dad's like, I don't want you sticking Ooh. anything in me right now. But no, no Chris is totally peaceful and... Um, yeah, so, but I'm glad he's worked out for you. He's great, and uh, I'm glad that you're doing what you need to. And I was going to ask you, have you reached the point now? Because I, I think I kind of have. Like, and I did this in, at another point in my life, but I've, I've hit it again. I'm just not, not ever going to try to be happy ever. And if it happens, that's great. As long as I'm not, like, miserably into the sewers depressed, which for the most part I, I avoid. And if it hits me, it's never long stretches. It's half a day or a day I just want to be like I just want to go not zombie like but I want to be in the middle and I'm totally fine with that yeah I guess although I'm doing really well right now for the most part I have my days um but things are doing really well and I I have especially my my families you know I'm pretty close to my mom like you're close to your dad and I I have, you know, my family telling me I'm doing really well, my husband telling me, um, so that, that feels good because there for a couple of years, I was, whoo, yeah. way off the rails. But you, you also, you also know that we can fake it to them. It may be a little easier yeah. for me because my family's not local, but, but you know that we can fake it. Yeah. It is easier because I knew that it was easier to fake it with my family when they were far away. I can't fake it with my husband. He sees me every day. Right. So. Right. Yeah. They can they can feel those feelings, good or bad, without you even saying anything. And and it's it's not even body language. They just get an energy or an aura and go. Yeah. You are in a fucking mood today. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, and I think that people that have that that have that struggle more with the mental illness have that almost empath feeling where they can feel the the energy of other people more around them. Yeah, I think because we're our feelings, um, it's almost like ignorance is bliss. We're we're too intuitive and innate with our yeah. feelings, and at our age. More my age. I'm only a couple years older than you. We get to we get to our age where this this you've been dealing with this now for like 20 years. Maybe yeah. not so much with the diagnosis, but you're like something's not right, and you just yeah. get more entangled in your feelings, and you've got such a self awareness. So, and mm-hmm. a friend pointed out to me. She sent me a. Uh, she's big into fitness and yoga, and she was doing garage workouts during the pandemic. Um, and she sent me this thing because she knows that I am always tired. Like, there's never a day in my life I've woken up and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Open up the drapes, give me the uh, give me the orange juice. It's right. the po- it's the podcast. We can curse. And she sent me this this inspirational meme. It says, "You're always tired because you're always battling your feelings or or your mind." And it was a little more eloquent than that, but I'm like, that makes whether it's accurate or not, it it makes a lot of sense because we think of being tired as, you know, a long day at work. Physically, mostly uh, a good workout, or you know, for you and I being out with a lot of people and social energy. But you never think about how much what you're battling inside, like what we do, like what things we do without knowing to suppress our negative thoughts and wanting to kill ourselves. Like how much energy that takes out of us. I didn't think of that. Well, one of the things I've talked with Chris about was like putting up the emotional, almost like drape or boundary, and not. I guess internalizing or like taking on other people's energy or emotions like because I do that like I that's the empath thing you mentioned yeah like I take that on and then I like I let that energy affect me and oh man like I can go from fine to not fine in like two seconds when I'm around somebody who has negative energy even if it's somebody that I walk by in the store, like it's just, yeah. Yeah, and we get that too. We, we've become, like I said, we've we've become so innate with our feelings. We've moved on to other people. And that's why you've probably seen it on online as well. Like the amateurs are like, oh, I think I'm an empath. I feel so bad during all of this. Um, like, shut up. We've been dealing this our whole lives. So, yeah. because you're right. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, all right, good to chat with you. Uh, go get your Burger King. Maybe maybe you lost your appetite. Maybe you want to go get a salad or something, some yogurt. No, no. Okay. Uh, these fries are just killing me right now. <laughs> why, why Burger King? Why not another fast food place? Because I had a coupon. Gotcha. <laughs> what was the coupon for? Uh, it was uh, a chicken sandwich and some french fries for $5. Doesn't Burger King have some crazy new deal where you get all that for 3 bucks? Yeah, it was two chicken sandwiches and French oh, okay. fries, but don't judge me. I'm not judging. I don't. I, I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. Um, you know, if you want to stuff those chickens in your earlobes because it feels good and you feel better, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it in public at the walk. But if it makes you feel good, do it. All right. Well, I'll see you Saturday. Is your husband coming? No, he has to work. He. Um, he got a new, he's trying to get into long-term care as well. And so he's getting his dietary manager. So he's got a new job at a long-term care facility being a cook. So he's got to work every other weekend. Okay. So he's there, but, and we had May last weekend and I swear to God, Eric, she was pushing every damn button that I had. <laughs> Push your back. How old is she? Oh my God. 12, almost 13. Okay. So, and by the way, I'm leaving all this in the podcast, but, um, so she is like dealing with school stuff. She's probably like hybrid, I guess. Yes. She goes back to school this week, actually. Like for five days. No, uh, twice a week. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. And being like a preteen, I could see you definitely wanting to strangle her. So yes, she's a great kid. It's just, she, yeah. Uh, you can use this line that my dad has perfected since I was about six. You're a great kid when you're sleeping. And she loves to sleep, so maybe we need to do that more with her. There you go. All right, go get your chicken sandwiches. I'm going to tell Rachel you did a fucking incredible job. Oh, thank you. Awesome. All right, I'll see you on Saturday, okay? All right, we'll see you. Bye. Bye.